into the online broadcast network. After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! There it is. Hello, hello, After Buzzers. We are here again for another episode of High Profits, your after show. Today we'll be doing episode three, Caitlin's Law. And guys, just a quick note. I know last week we said we were going to do two episodes every week, but since we've got so much buzz about this already, we're going to slow that down. We're going to do one episode every week. So we got six more shows for you. We're super excited. Today we have special, special, special. <laughs> Special guest, Lizzie Kerner, the VP of CNN Original Series. Yeah. So, craziness would happen. And again, I'm your host, Steph Z. I'm joined with... Meredith Placco. And we are here to talk about High Province. So, last week, you guys that tuned in, we love that you tuned in. We love mm-hmm. your comments, questions, everything. Keep this conversation going. But we got some great feedback. We had, you know, Catherine Grimm reach out to us. We had some of the CNN people reach out to us. So, we're super, super excited to be bringing this to you. And we're going to get a lot more information about how and why this show got made a little bit later in the episode, but let's just get right into it. Episode 3, Caitlin's Law. What do you think? I, it's like this, this, this show is a roller coaster of emotions (laughs) for me. Every week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like as we move closer and closer to this intense feeling of, are they going to be able to stay or not? We so there's there's always multiple things happening for me. It's it's are they going to be able to stay or not? It's what conversations is this opening up? Which again is one of the huge reasons why we wanted to do this show because of the conversations that it opens up and it allows people to get educated on something that has such a taboo. But not only that, it also shows the growing pains of a business that apply, you know, to any business. So you can relate on so many different levels to this show. So no matter who you are, I feel like there's a way that somehow you've experienced something of this show. And that's something I actually found in episode three, particularly that even if you strip out the controversial subject of what they're selling, it's a story about new business owners and growing. Yeah. And, and that is that in itself is really enticing to keep me on, but, you know, obviously having the conversation around marijuana, you know, medical versus recreational and, and going forward in the, the greater U.S., I think it's a, a fantastic topic. And I think number, uh, episode three really touched on some things, especially, um, you know, we talked last week about how they handle the funds and how banks, you know, mm-hmm. won't yeah. take money because yeah. it's still considered an illegal operation on the federal level and, and what they have to do in order to carry bags of tens of thousands of dollars of cash to go pay taxes. It's right. it's really frightening to think about that. Like there's there's so much that could go wrong and and so much the potential for something truly bad to happen and I don't like that we do live in a culture that something bad has to happen for a law to change. Right. And but, even that being said, terrible things have happened and laws still haven't changed in certain sectors. So um, right. this episode brought up for me a lot of questions and a lot of opinions because I have very strong feelings about um, like gun laws and how we handle uh, 
mass uh, like shooting situations and especially when it comes to mental health and I actually drew a lot of parallels to what Caitlin was saying about you know it opening up early on she's like I don't want there to be a Caitlin law right. because uh, I'm, I'm one of the marijuana people who can't put money in the bank and, and she was referring to she doesn't want to have to be shot or killed uh, in order for something to change for these growers and distributors to be able to have a, a banking system that everyone should have access to right and I wonder, um, so Lizzie, was, did, were you guys frightened at all when you were making this because of the amount of cat, like, ha- sure. being a part of this? Yeah. What was that situation like? Well, I think we were all nervous for, for Brian and Caitlin because we, you know, of course, in over the process got to know them very well and got to know the town very well and we got to see firsthand what they were dealing with. We, we couldn't act on their part, right? We were there, sort of fly on the wall, but of course, cameras went off and we were concerned. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But they know what they're doing. They're handling a business. They're very savvy. They're very aware. It's a safe town. Um, and they, they're handling it. Right. Yeah, and I think we see a lot of Brian's savviness start to come Absolutely. out in this episode. Yeah. 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 And it's funny because I feel like with Brian's savviness, a lot of people might see that as cocky. Mm-hmm. Right. But I feel like he's just... You know, something that I feel like we shy away from every episode. We we make it more and more about him not like people not wanting him there or now we have these other, you know, dispensaries mm-hmm. out on airport road that want in as well and they think he's got the monopoly. No, he made the risk. Absolutely. Like if you're willing to because you know what? What like no one addresses what would have happened if that law wouldn't have been passed. Right. And he would have been on Main Street paying the higher rent. Absolutely. And you know, so no mm-hmm. one is really showing that flip side. No, I mean, they had other competitors, right? And they couldn't handle it, but they stuck through. And so they got there because they worked really hard. And I think it's interesting you talk about Brian sort of being cocky. He's They're young, right? Yeah. yeah. They're in their 20s. They know so much about this business. It's It blows my mind. Every time they talk about it, when, I, when I'm curious about anything, mm-hmm. they, they know it and they're running it. So it's cocky in a sense that he's upfront about it because he owns it. Like, he's yeah. really yeah. owning the, sh- but, the business. Yeah. And I think that's why people read it as that. Right. Rather than just his confidence. Because for right. me, I'm a, I'm a cheerleader of Brian. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. him. And no, I'm, I want to be in business with somebody mm-hmm. like that. Someone smart. Yeah. Smart and... Savvy. Totally. And confident. He mm-hmm. knows what he's doing is not right versus wrong, but he knows that he's making the best business. He knows that he's being fair. Yeah. Well, And also, I mean, you say confidence, and that's really what it is. Confidence can come off as cockiness mm-hmm. sometimes, but but with him specifically, he and he's also earned a bit of it. I mean, for doing what he's done, putting himself out there, you know, and, and with all of the, everything he's faced with, with between the other growers and then the council members, he kind of has to have this, like, larger-than-life attitude because to, to go at these things, if you back down or show any sort of weakness, they're going to pick you apart, right. and I think, and I think he knows that. And I think there's a little bit of maybe there's some youth showing through there that you know he is young and he's gotten very far for being so young. But you know what, he he kind of deserves it. He's worked for this. Yeah, no, I definitely think that him and um, Caitlin deserve 
to be there. Yeah, and she seems to balance him yeah. out, which mm-hmm. I really, I love. Yeah. Caitlin is mm-hmm. like of of everyone that is on the show so far. I really am very endeared endeared yeah. towards her. You know what? For me too, I keep thinking about during this episode. And again, for you guys out there, we try we only watch up until what we talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, Lizzie has seen the whole series, so <laughs> if some type of spoiler comes out, we apologize, but we're trying our best. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say is that, you know, I'm just curious to why certain things, like, did it really take three weeks to think they should have a security guard? Yeah. Like so, mm-hmm. so there's like certain things that maybe weren't, sure. like, because you don't know that you're going to have this much cash. Right. Right, and I think, well, that's the thing, because not only are they business savvy, it's a new industry, right? right? All around. And it's, so you feel like we're on this this precipice. I know we talk about the green rush, and we talk right. about Silicon Valley. I mean, this could be the next Silicon Valley. So you're figuring stuff out as you move along, and I don't right. think they anticipated, as you can sort of see, the amount of cash that they were going to have. And then right. they had to sit back and say, well, what do we do about this? And there wasn't there wasn't a precedent for them, right? Right. Yeah. No, that's funny. And with a lot of businesses, it's funny that a lot of people think the biggest problems are when you don't have money, but it's <laughs> right. actually when you yeah. do. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of ironic, yeah. Um, which, and, and you do mention that this could be the next, you know, equivalent of Silicon Valley, and it's funny because in the beginning I remember Brian saying that, you know, when it was said July 2014, that that's exactly what's happening, but not in Colorado. Right. Like, it's too late to kind of go there. So I'm wondering if people are trying to take this, you know, business plan, so to speak, mm-hmm. and trying to be in California, mm-hmm. in New York, in states that you would think might pass this I think that would be very smart. Yeah. Of course. We're, we're doing it here. And there you, you go. Just the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> Call Brian. Exactly. I'll walk you through it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, your new, it's your next venture. It's you can, I know. You can franchise BCC from yeah. here. There you go. I just got, got you a business plan. Yeah. I'm in. Perfect. <laughs> I'm totally in. Um, one of the other things at the beginning of this episode that made me cringe almost was when Ronald Reagan said that this is the most dangerous jug in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a big Ronald Reagan was a good man. He did a lot of good things for our country. Um I feel like this really just does set the tone of the mentality of people, which I feel like is one of the biggest things that we don't explore. People why people think the way they think. People are told something like that by a president or in the 70s when I believe they made this a Schedule 1 drug. They put it in the same class with heroin. And people just think that. They don't explore. And I feel like that's, again, one of the reasons why I love this show so much because it makes you think about why you think the way you do. And a lot of television is not doing that. And I I believe most of the, the series, the original series that you guys do at CNN do do certain sure. things like this, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, and I think you have to learn something. First and foremost, you have to be entertained, right? But if you mm-hmm. can learn something and have a takeaway from it, that's even better. And I think what's really interesting about this this show in particular is in giving notes and working with the producers and creating the show, we had to find that right balance where it wasn't like, I'm going to have a school teacher on a chalkboard telling you exactly what marijuana is. Right. You had, had to be participatory, but there also had to be some clarifications because a lot of people don't know. They just listen to Ronald Reagan and assume. So we wanted to make sure to to give as much information as we could. Yeah. And I believe you guys do a very good job of that. Even if you go on the CNN website, another mm-hmm. thing that's come up yeah. in this episode was that you know the town was talking about that. what would these parents, ha- how would these parents Parents explain to the children what these stores are, and I believe on CNN website there is a how to talk to your yep. children. So you guys are really taking charge That's, in that responsibility. Yep. And again, that just goes back to the 
ignorance of people just mm-hmm. thinking this taboo. Yeah. Well, and something else, and we were talking this a little bit beforehand, is that because CNN is a news network, you you have to. It's not a scripted show. This, right. This is what it's presented as is, and you're, you guys are doing a great job of presenting both sides as as a news program should. And I I think. The, you know, and to take away from like the, the story of this episode, but talking about overall the program, you know, can you talk a little bit about the process of how you guys went into creating sure. this show and, and, and how it was like working with, C- you know, yep. CNN to get this on air? Absolutely. So we, um, you know, we have a couple original series. We're now in our third year of it. And so what people come in, we have producers and agents and, and we, and we internally come up with thoughts on our own about the types of shows we want to produce. Oftentimes people say, why aren't you guys doing business? Business has done a lot of other networks, especially mm-hmm. there's an entire network devoted to it that we're in direct competition with. So you think, why are we really going to get in that game? Mm-hmm. And then when Batbridge, the producers came in and they get, and they showed us this project and their sizzle reel for it, which was like trailer of the year. It was ama- it looked like a film. It's oh my god, I want to see. Oh yeah, I'll show it to you. It's okay. awesome. Um, we thought, okay, not only does this look like a, a movie, uh, the way it's shot, but it's talking about business in something that's in- incredibly relevant to today. So there was a conversation we could have on scene. And in the news platform and do business our way. Ah, that's, I mean, it's great. So, yeah, it really it reflects it that. And then politics, like you were saying yeah. earlier, it really just was like the perfect storm. It had everything that we wanted to do with a, with a series, and, yeah. it, and it came in a great package. And the timing, I mean, is brilliant. <laughs> I'll just throw uh, this in yeah. right yeah. now. Everybody out there, um, if you're watching, you should for sure go get this June issue of National Geographic, free plug for National Geographic. <laughs> um, it says, Weed, the New Science of Marijuana. It's a very intellectual read. No matter what your stance on marijuana is, I challenge that you can learn something from it. So I would recommend that. Um, you know, that's the way you educate to learn. Exactly. But yeah, it is crazy. And again, the timing of this, you know, for you guys, it was a gamble too mm-hmm. because the, some law could have changed and Absolutely. this could have been mm-hmm. a whole thing that you guys created. How long did it take to create this? So or they, to film? they came in and they had shot for a good amount of time with them um, prior, prior to the law changing, right, to Jan mm-hmm. 1. And so... We immediately, when we saw it, we we were like, we're greenlighting it. Let's start now. So it took about a year to produce all in, all in, in the end. But um, they were ready, ready to go. Right. That's so. That awesome. I mean, that's and that's so fast for such yeah. a turnaround time. Oh that's my amazing. god! Absolutely. Uh, no, but no. Was there any concern uh, from the higher ups about the content matter? Did you have to push for that? Sure. I think um, you know what we're trying to do in original mm-hmm. series is it's different than any sort of news program, right? Because if you look at something like Parts Unknown with Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. he has a point of view. Yeah. Right. And that's the whole point of the show. So we knew this series was going to have to have a point of view, but if we wanted to. Um, use the platform and go online and give the other points of opinion. Mm-hmm. We at least are able to do that as well. I think it, I think it was a risk, but I think everyone we were huge supporters. Everyone at the network is yeah. really it's, really excited about it's it. It's just so smart. I'm I, I'm sorry. I just have to like news uh, producer geek out just how well the show ties in back to the digital platform. Right. And you can uh, you know you have Gupta talking about it on his show. Sure. You, you know yeah. you're able to tie it into the news, the entertainment side, and like it's I don't know. It's just for someone who has worked in the news industry for 15 years now to see a network really take charge and, and go that next mile into to really what we need to have uh, to keep news relevant. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're Thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It makes me really happy. I, I feel Sorry, like, guys. I get I, emotional. I feel like it's also, even though there is a stance, like a clear stance that's being taken, I feel like one of the most important things in journalism is to actually make it 
feel like like the viewer can either agree or disagree. Sure, You're not yeah. trying to force your opinion Absolutely. on somebody. Mm-hmm. So kind of reporting from that middle fairly, and and I believe this show does a very good side of that too. Because some people, again, in some of our comments from last week, were like, "You guys are so open minded to this. It's so crazy." Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you allow people to come in with an open mind, right. which is the way to kind of educate people. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Um, okay, cool. So let's go back a little bit more. So we've got this council, the new council members, the shining stars. We have some meetings happening. Um, what are your guys' takeaways? Like, who sticks out to you of these council people? Anyone, like, in particular? Because for me, I kind of want to smack David Leopold in the face. <laughs> <laughs> anybody anybody want to come? I think Brian and Galen went, too. Okay, Brian and Caitlin, I'm coming. We're going. We got yeah. this. Um, you know, David, he, he obviously is a very opinionated man, um, who, who, his age kind of reflects his opinions. Um, right. he, he thinks that, I mean, he basically thinks that, Weed is, you know, akin to cocaine or, or opium or heroin, you know. I mean, I, I, you know, we've talked a little bit last week about our own personal experiences, uh, with, with the drug. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, uh, I had never done anything like that until I moved to LA. And I actually had a, my actual doctor was like, I can't prescribe this to you for your neurological, uh, issues, but I'm going to say under the table, you might want to try something because, uh, what we have to offer can't help you right now. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of had, I wasn't definitely like David's. Uh, side of things, but I can kind of, you know, growing up in an environment, knowing people like him, I can see where he come, came from, but now it's such an offense to me and yeah. my open mind. You know, for me, it's it's really hard to understand where he came from, and this is why. Mm-hmm. I can understand it. I can conceptualize it. Yeah. But it's... There's such a false... Two things. Number one, getting rid of this company that is trying so hard to be there and following the rules... You know, if this law was passed some other way, it would allow other like you want these people that want to play by your rules mm-hmm. to stay. Mm-hmm. So, so that to me, it's like these people are willing to play by your rules. This this movement is happening, right. and whether or not it stays on Main Street, whether or not it's going to always be on Main Street, whether or not whatever, there's a movement happening. Sure. So you want in that the the cream of the crop kind of to be in this type area. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, I just don't understand people that are so married to something that doesn't affect them. Yeah. You know, it's like he's not... How is he directly being affected? And it's funny because it says like he's an NRA member, so... He's for guns, which is fine. Yeah. Everyone has their own. Sure. But against pot, when there hasn't been, I believe, I checked my facts last mm-hmm. night, so I believe mm-hmm. everyone's right, there has not been one, like, overdose death of marijuana. It's not like people smoke pot and rage. If anything, you know, so I feel like his side of it, it's like he's holding on to something so tight, and I'm not quite sure why he feels so threatened. Well, it's, you know, for a lot of people, it's just their, their culture, it's their background, it's, it's their history, and, and people are scared when new things happen. It's the unknown. It's the unknown. It's a bias. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably how he was, how he was brought Mm -hmm. up, and it's that bias, and I think, what we talk about it, and I'm not sure if it was in this episode or not, but when you compare it to something like alcohol, that yeah. makes, that potentially could make people angry, and there mm-hmm. could be fights, and people get in cars, and they drive, and all these things. All in all, pot really isn't that scary. No. no. But if you haven't tried it, some people might think it is, and then you think, well, why do you get to have an opinion on it if you don't really know? Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of, for me, what... And I feel like, too, and again, you might know the answer to this, and I might be wrong, and I'm okay with that, 
But I actually went, some of the other work that I do is I like to go interview people on hot topics and racy issues. So <laughs> I actually took a trip to Arizona and okay. in, interviewed people about gun laws and immigration laws there. And I, I went into a gun shop and I actually could have gotten a, I could have walked out with a gun in 15 minutes. I wow. recorded the mm-hmm. whole conversation of them pretty much pressuring me into, you should just get it. Come wow. on, you got it. So it was amazing. The crazy thing was if you have a medicinal marijuana license, then you cannot get a gun. Because federally, I'm pretty sure, that's what someone said, because federally... It's not regulated. Like you're, you're saying you're federally doing something that's wrong, and if you broke the federal law, that's what they. That's like one of the only things in order to get a gun. Uh-huh. So if you have a medicinal marijuana license, uh-huh. they told me I couldn't even be in the gun store, which is crazy that's to me. Nuts. You're like, yeah. but I can definitely go drink yeah. a bottle of Jack Daniels and come <laughs> and back in and buy it. Yes, that's crazy. Which was crazy. They totally told me, and I don't have one, but I yeah. like I was yeah. just you know fishing and trying to see. They're like, well, that's if you have that, you're gonna have to leave, ma'am. And I was like, wait, what? So that was kind of a crazy and and that's what this show brings out, those crazy Mm -hmm. things for me. And again, when we go back to even the banking, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, wait, the federal government won't allow me to keep my money safe Mm -hmm. because they think it's bad money or dirty money, Mm -hmm. but yet they'll take it. Right. How does that make, like, mathematically, that doesn't work? It doesn't. It really doesn't. And I think it just, it takes so long for new laws and changes to take effect Mm -hmm. that you just have to, you have to follow by the rules as closely as you can. No. I I had a question, and they might address this later, or you might know. Have they, have they looked into, like, alternative banking methods, like, either overseas or pay, I don't know, PayPal, but, you know, there are other options. Yeah. Bitcoin would be. Right. Sure. I think, I mean, I think they're looking into it again. When they were shooting Mm -hmm. this, it was very, very early days yeah. so they kind of had to take it day by day but interesting wow i know yeah because my, my boyfriend's like why don't they just do bitcoin i'm like i don't think the general population understands bitcoin <laughs> yeah we tried to explain it though yeah. on an inside man episode with morgan spurlock oh so, really? yeah <laughs> you can check that out yeah. <laughs> there you go um okay so back to the town council so what happens is they actually get an extension so they mm-hmm. get a six-month extension to stay there, to continue right. business, because they can't come up with some solution, really. They don't know. And again, you can't fault them, the, the council, for that. But one of the biggest things that comes out with the council is, you know, we're introduced to this new character, Catherine Grimm, mm-hmm. who reached out to us last week. And we love you, Catherine. We can't <laughs> wait to keep calling. But she says something that, to me, is one of the most brilliant things, you know, said in this episode, and I don't, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to quote her verbatim, but pretty much she was like, "Who are these people? They're not, you know, they're not the plant, the zoning people. Mm-hmm. They're not or zoning experts. They're not marijuana experts. Like these are just like the people of the town that kind of got together and got appointed somewhere, and probably never really had to make important choices. Right. So mm-hmm. they're." They're leaving this in the hands of some uneducated people. So how frustrating was that? Like- Absolutely. Absolutely, because it's sort of emblematic of politics in general, but you look at it, and I sort of looked at it as like a student council almost. Yeah. Why are they allowed to, to move a business that's doing everything right? And it's helping the town. It's paying taxes. Why, why are they allowed to make that choice? I don't. I don't know. Like, how does that even happen? It's it it is just a, yeah. It is, and it's amazing to see small town politics in mm-hmm. action because it's kind of scary sometimes. Uh, you know, and I, I like I like the idea of 
opening the vote up mm-hmm. to the town. You know, let I mean, even though I know you have these elected officials who are supposed to vote on behalf of their citizens, right. I think in a small town and with a situation this this hot topic, it's like let the people have their voice. Right. Um, oh, sorry, I almost got got ahead of myself uh, for next mm. episode because no, I actually did. It. I know. Stop I know. It. I'll stop. Zip it. <laughs> Zip it. Um, yeah. So that was something that you know really stood out to me. And again, like, I don't know that I know the exact correct solution for Mm -hmm. that, but there's clearly a problem in that system. Um, And then the other thing that was really fun for me was that we got to see Maura Foss again. Yeah, which I I was shocked to see she left. What did you guys think about her? I think think she's... Uh, I kind of I call the BS card. I, mm-hmm. You know, she mm-hmm. said that she got not didn't get along with Caitlin and Brian at mm-hmm. all, which is you know fine, understandable. But she says she ultimately left for security reasons. If they would have paid her more money, she would have risked her life and stayed. Let's call it they the made way that it is. Point. Yeah. yeah. So she was, and I get it. I get you know if if you're not happy somewhere and there's a competitor and they might pay you more. Like mm-hmm. I understand the business of it that she moved on to someone else and she mm-hmm. wasn't getting what she wanted, but for her to be like, well, let's see if what, you know, if they didn't have that location how good their bud would be compared to our bud. You know, and mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Like you just totally the last episode her character was so faulted that now it's like what what's happening? Yeah. Well, and it's interesting now to see the positioning of Breckenridge Cannabis Club with against everyone else because it's it's making the stakes interesting it's you know yeah. it's not just about their fight with staying on main street it really does come down to who's going to have the better business practice in the end and it's it's going to be really awesome to see how this unfolds because you know they've got this uh, this i don't want to say the word monopoly because they just happen to luck out with with being the first there but they, they risked and yeah. won there's no monopoly right, yeah exactly right. and they didn't luck out really they yeah, really that's true. they yeah. really worked hard to stay there that's yeah. that's yeah. true and even if even if the law is passed that anyone and everyone could be on main street who's to say that these other companies can afford that rent right. and there's mm-hmm. an open spot this that and the other thing so i feel like that's it's a far-fetched, you know, the, the whole monopoly word, every time yeah. they used it, I kind of was got annoyed it, a little it, bit. Yeah, it doesn't fit the situation at all. No. I feel that the other, the other, you know, and, and Brian said it several times, the other companies, they weren't willing to take the risk. Right. They're like, we're just going to stay here where rent's cheap and safe and people right. come to us. And it's like, if you want to, if you want to be a savvy business person, if you want to grow your business, you have to take risks. Mm-hmm. Playing it safe in any walk of life doesn't really no, I'm with it, you. accomplish. I Win mean, bigger goal. Yeah, exactly. It's so simple. Um, so yeah, and then we have this meeting with you know Catherine and Brian and Caitlin, which which I I, I understand what Catherine is trying to do, mm-hmm. but I also understand where Brian and Caitlin live. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're fighting the fight, but we're fighting the fight for us because right. you're kind of trying to piggyback on our movement. Right. But then in the same breath, you're kind of trying to tell us that we're wrong and we have this monopoly and we did something that you didn't do when you totally could have moved in when we did and rode out the storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and I feel like Brian's keen to that. Like, he knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. He yeah. sees through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's a really, really smart guy. Mm-hmm. And they have every right to be protective. I yeah. Mean, absolutely. They they built this and I don't see why, you know, like, like why should we give this out? We worked for this. I mean, right. it's, right. you know, we're not, it's not, businesses aren't charities. Right. Exactly. Um, the one thing that, uh, not one thing, another thing that for me was kind of um, a hot topic issue was the whole, you know, scene with Brian and the homeless guy. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, 
again, that was Brian trying to comply with the town and do what the town wanted. And, you know, the the, the transient says it pretty much like, man, this is Breck. Like, mm-hmm. what's up? You know, mm-hmm. and again, you know, for me, how we said it earlier, I think we, I don't think we said it on air no. yet, how everyone keeps saying this ski town. Breck is a snowboarding town. Let's <laughs> just say it how it is. Like, no, it's, it's a family friendly. It's yeah, family town. friendly. But so is snowboarding. You know, but like that whole image of this and I guess mm-hmm. it is but when, you know I don't it's not Aspen it's not Squaw right. it's not that yeah. uppity yeah. but maybe that's what they want it to be well they need know? to realize it's not that for a long time though <laughs> yeah I mean the last time I was there was probably like eight years ago and it's not that right <laughs> marijuana or not not yeah. that but you know anyway but yeah I feel like that was a tough move for him you could mm-hmm. see Brian struggling Mm-hmm. with that move mm-hmm. but yet again another reason why for me it's like you want these guys to stay because eventually this whatever happens eventually this is going to happen you know is what i'm mm-hmm. trying to say and, right. and these this company is so willing to play by these rules even though some of them might be ridiculous right. and i can't believe that no one sees or mentions that yeah mm-hmm. so um, okay, so now, anything else about the town or city or anything before we move on to a little bit of the uh, growing situation? No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm waiting for a certain topping talking point. Oh, well, just say it. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, right. jump okay, in. I, I know. Sorry. Um, again, brain not working today. Um, so, Sonny, the bud tender, um, yes. my boyfriend actually brought up an interesting uh, comment that he was like. When they say the word bud tender, does that make it a little too uh, paraphernalia, like, you know, mm-hmm. pot lifestyle? And he's like, and I, and I, you know, I actually thought it was cute and clever. I was like, oh, no, it's like a bartender, but a bud tender. But, you know, he, he brought up a really interesting point. He's like, you know, that seems a little too marijuana culture for me. And I want to actually know your guys' opinions mm-hmm. on that. Um, I disagree. I feel like that makes it easy for people to understand what the, their job is. Yep. Yeah. You know, you go to a bar, and if you don't know what kind of drink you want, you don't know the special, like, the bartender mm-hmm. is behind the bar, you know. Yeah, I thought it was I mean, cute. I guess it's not a liquor tender as opposed to a bud tender. Sure. Yeah, but, but I thought it was I still cute. think... Yeah, I, I yeah. just think it's um, easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, when you think about, too, you're, you're, we're learning all the different strains of marijuana. It's it's not just, oh, here's some pot, you know, smoke it. There's so many different levels, and everything has, you know, certain certain gross strains will have certain effects. And yeah. I think it's so fascinating that, like, the, one day I just want to be like, oh, here's a flight of marijuana. Right. You know, wouldn't that be a... It's going to yeah. happen. You know, it's so funny, total tangent, but I don't know. I'm sure you've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it. That um, that Anderson Cooper and the I forgot her name, the woman who goes and goes on. They have like wine tasting. They have bud tasting in Colorado now. So oh you my can God, like pay. Serious? It's like three hundred dollars. You can pay a fee and they take you around. And one of the CNN correspondents went mm-hmm. and how did I miss this? And it was, it's you have to watch it. I love Anderson. And it was. Like, she got a contact high because she was oh in the car gosh. with them. And, like, at the end of their report, she's like, I don't know. I just, like, she's just like, have you seen it? You know? Yeah. yeah it was, was like amazing. So I don't know why. It just made me think of that. Yeah. yeah you got to watch it. It's yeah. kind of amazing. But, yeah, I feel like, and again, I feel like if the bud tender, what I didn't like about this episode, mm-hmm. sorry, was the end scene with like the hookah? Like uh-huh. I feel like that's unnecessary. So that no, I think yeah. that's a good. I think I think that's a really good point because what I was going to sort of bring back to the bed tender is we had to 
show their lifestyle Mm -hmm. because this is what they do. This is their livelihood, but also their passion. But you didn't want to put it in the viewer's face. So I was trying to find that balance where, like, this is actually how they just hang out on a Friday, but not having people blow in the camera every single act, you know? Right. And so we really, it was, it probably didn't work all the time, but we wanted to make sure and try and represent their life holistically as opposed to just them in the Cannabis Club all the time. And that makes sense. And there are people, you know, that, that is very much a lifestyle to some people. It's, it's, I, and I, I hope we get to see more of this as the series goes on is not what we kind of perceive as the, um, stereotype of marijuana uh, users. It's, you know, when, when we meet, um, older folks, Mm -hmm. uh, parents, um, grandparents who come in, uh, looking for, for marijuana. I'm, I'm so curious about the, the other types that, you know, cause especially since moving out to California, I had, you know, my idea of marijuana smokers were a bunch of people with tapestries on the walls, smoking hookahs and, and not doing anything that it, but coming out here, it's so shocked. I know. It's stereotypical. Well, but that was what I was exposed I know, to, um, yeah. mainly in, in college in, in Atlanta and Florida, but coming to California, it's so different. You know, I have friends that, you know, they just smoke something off of a, one of the vapes, and then and that's it. And it's not like yeah. a it's a it's still a lifestyle, but it's a very different lifestyle mm-hmm. out yeah. here. And I don't know if that's just a a South versus you no, know West I mean, or I, know, I, I just was hanging York, around really weird plenty, people. And, yeah, and I went to college in North Carolina, mm. and there was plenty. But I feel like for me, the the reason why you know that scene didn't work for me is because I felt like. And again, like, best show ever, not trying to be that girl. No, but I I just feel like that it was, it was almost like, are we being too smart? Like, we be, like, let's throw, let's throw it back there just in case uh-huh, so we yeah. have that viewer too. Like, uh-huh. we don't want to make them feel like we're just trying to, like, be too smart about their business. And it, it made me feel, like, I saw it and I was like, because that's that's the st- like that that's exists. The st- that's embracing a stereotype is what you're. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, not to play devil's advocate, but like the stereotype exists for a reason, mm-hmm. right? So you know, some yeah, no, people I love do practice advocate. it yeah. that way. Right. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I I totally get your point of view, and we yeah. definitely struggled with it and and, and spoke yeah. about it a lot with the producers. It, it would have been different for me if it was him. If it was like. Him, you know, like it was for me. It was just like let's make this hookah. That's got like let's make this like mega bong. That was that was if it was just them afterwards, like smoking a bowl, like talking about their business, or like smoking a bowl and like kicking whatever. That it was. I think that's what it was. It was like this big like here it is. Right. I I think the only thing that's what it was for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was important to show that it just felt in this episode maybe a little um, forced into this particular episode. That's how it feels. But yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's it is to me that is not just a, like you said, it is a stereotype for a reason. And right. I've been around, you know, people who are like, let's make a be- mega bomb for, or bong for weed, or like, let's make a giant drinking, uh, right. you know, shoot thing. And it's, it's a part of life. Kids have fun. People yeah, have fun. Absolutely. I say kids, they're but all that's my age. What, that's, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. like a good analogy, though. It's mm-hmm. like, if you're doing something like with drinking, you could go show people having a drink at a bar mm-hmm. and get that that's the culture and lifestyle, which is very different from getting them outside doing a keg stand. Mm-hmm. But that is still a culture and lifestyle for many True. people. <laughs> Most of my high school year or uh, college Fine. years, not high school, win. college. I know. <laughs> yes. All right, it was queen the queen of the, the keg stand. Episode. Best scene, best scene, best scene I ever. I I like. I want to meet you. Um, all right, cool. Is there anything else about the episode before we move into maybe just a few more questions to Lizzie about you? You know, CNN and all that stuff. Anything else anyone wants to talk about? Well, all right. Sweet. Oh, uh, well, just the expansion. 
Um, oh, yeah. 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 The, the oh. fact that, you know, they're, they're realizing that uh, marijuana is kind of uh, getting hard to come by now that everyone in Colorado can sell. Not everyone, but, you know, people in Colorado are selling it. Uh, so they've decided to almost cut out the middleman and start their own grow house. And now they're expanding from their one warehouse to a two-story right. structure. And just watching those growing pains of, mm-hmm. you know, oh, here's an additional 5000 an extra, yeah. you know. Which, again, for me, was another place in this episode and in this show in general where it was these same exact problems that any business would have. Absolutely. You know, and to show those growing pains and to see that was, yeah, they're just a business. Like, they're a business with something that people might not understand or might shy away from or stereotype, Mm -hmm. but it's a business. So there's going to be all these entrepreneurs that go through these growing pains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's great to see. It's yeah, the great the thing that stood out to me too was because of it, in the grow houses that it was going to be like a twenty thousand dollar a month electric bill, right? Like they got to get some solar out there. <laughs> I mean, Colorado, 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 yeah, you're not going to figure gig. it out. Yeah. Right. there's right. solar uh, at the airport. Yeah, though. where's right. our uh, little Elon Musk uh, batteries? The yeah. independent chargers now. Those oh yeah, are great. Solar's yeah. probably better. <laughs> anyway, um, well, there are they're solar. They're little like solar batteries for for your f- home. It's uh, the same. Um, it's the guys from Tesla. Uh, yeah. Have these like big batteries that you can like charge yeah, in your I've home. They're fantastic. Them. Yeah, I mean from what I've seen yeah. concept wise, so. they should do something. Like I got, yeah. there's got to, and I'm, I'm sure they will because Colorado mm-hmm. is super right. advanced right. in all of that. Yeah. you know, thinking out of the box technology. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, sweet. Anything yeah. else? No, I'm good. Um, so for me, one of the questions I had is: so what is the initial response that CNN has felt? from this show like is it getting is everyone as excited as us or is it um i think for the most part it's i mean it's been a great platform and discussion point i think people really want to talk about it right because there's maybe some other series that that they that our viewers might enjoy but not engage in as much so there's been a lot of engagement it's a different kind of show than the other shows that we do in that oftentimes like with anthony bourdain and lisa ling and morgan spurlock we call them close-ended right so Mm -hmm. it's one topic per episode beginning middle and end this is a little bit more of a riskier show in that it's it's over eight episodes right so it's a story that's arced so you're asking a lot for our viewers to come back week to week rather than flipping through like we were sort of talking about earlier and just happening to come upon a story and then if you come in the middle are they not going to know what happened before are they going to stay or not I think we're trying to train the CNN audience to know that this is really good storytelling and it's worth coming back week to week for. Right. And I think it's going to, growing pains we were talking about earlier, I think it just <laughs> takes time. Yeah. And I think that you guys are doing a good job at that, too. And I think that you're doing a good job at really, this is a docu-series. Right. Yeah. It's Absolutely. not, you know, you some people out there have said, oh, a reality show right. about, you know, weed mm-hmm. growers. Like, right. It's not that at all. It's right. not about the characters, really. It's about this business and, and this story journey. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they've done a really good job at that and I mean, everybody should watch the whole thing, I'm just saying. No, I mean I, I, I think there's a lot to be said in, in terms of, you know, while this is a docu-series, like, like you said, there is a story that right. is being told and you know, it's it's such a, a compelling story that can't be told in a single episode and that's, you know, breaking it out to, to further episodes and, and going over a year plus of, of someone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it does make for an, an interesting new platform platform of, of television that we haven't s- explored a lot in terms of, you know, what we, we s- perceive as reality television. Right. Um, and I think, you know, especially the conversation it's, it's having opening up is that, you know, 
we're all talking about gay marriage, transgender issues, and marijuana. Those are the the three hot topics. And you know what? All three of those are here, and they're they're going to stay. And I think the more people which educate is, themselves, which is really funny, because if by definition, if you think about politics and foreign relation, mm-hmm. none of those really apply. But yet, they're why a lot of people will vote for certain sure, presidents yeah. or feel a certain way. Like it's kind of crazy if you really break all that down. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I just think it's such a an amazing platform to get people to talk and i think that's you know what a compelling story um and an an even better news program you know gets people thinking and talking and it's it's you know honestly it's been a long time since i've seen something like this and i think that's why personally i'm so drawn to this so yeah i I think too sorry no go on i feel like the the fact that cnn is doing it the fact that that brand is Mm -hmm. associated with this it gives credibility without people watching it. So that person that, you know, my mom or that person (laughs) that might be what is this? You know, whatever. And I've had, you know, some medical stuff too where I've maybe thought about going this route. And at first it's like, really? You're going to do that? And now people see, well, but CNN's doing this show. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be legit. Right. And again, for you guys to to take that on and to risk that brand to do something like this, I feel like is really awesome. No, I agree. I think it's awesome that they were so supportive. I think Sanjay's really led the way as well with his weed specials, because not only are we credible, he's so credible, right? He's brilliant. Exactly. So you just think, you know that there's something more there, and if we can keep opening that aperture and let more and more of our audience understand it and hopefully embrace it, then wonderful. I mean, if it wasn't for Dr. Sanjay Gupta's open talks about marijuana, like it never would have been in the back of my mind that this could be a legitimate route to handle my medical issues because I'm, you know, and and like I've said, I'm, I'm afraid of, of drugs and and all across the board. I had a a friend when I was, yeah, (laughs) I know, right. Um, but I had a friend when I was younger who overdosed on heroin Mm -hmm. and that really set the tone for me that I'm like, I don't want to touch this stuff. Um, and yet I'll drink myself into a blackout stupor uh, because that makes a lot of sense and that's accessible to me. But then, but that's that. And and again, I love you. take this the wrong way, no. but that's the problem with most of America. People feel like they have a belief, they don't know why, and they're hypocritical in their own stance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, yeah. and because of just exposure, and, and that's why I'm being so open about my own personal stories, that I feel maybe most of middle America can relate to someone like me, is that maybe most of us aren't hardline one way or the other, we just kind of fall down this, you know, route. And I, I think it's very important, uh, especially for the viewers out there, to understand a little bit that, you know, just knowing, just fact checking, just researching. Mm-hmm. You know, this shows one thing. Uh, Gupta's talks are another, but just going out there and learning, being open minded, yeah, very, being very open minded, and and also like everything I've learned about what marijuana can do for for people across the board with health issues. I wish it's it was amazing. a conversation we were having more. You know, of. it's funny. I was talking again to my mom a little bit, uh, maybe yesterday, the day before, and I was like, "Oh, we're doing the show. Let's yeah. come in." I was all excited, and she was like, "Well, you know." In the 60s, they talked about marijuana as, like, the god plant or something. Like, I don't know exactly what the term was. Mm -hmm. Like, she didn't know exactly what the term was either. But it was, like, you had this plant that you could build stuff with, like, hemp. You know, you you can... It was... You can do everything with it. Like, there's not another naturally grown substance that so many things can come from. Mm-hmm. And then it was like as soon as that was found out, it was like, oh, this is bad! Right. bad which I feel like a lot of, you know, what happens to a lot of stuff is because we, we want to instill this fear on people not to explore mm-hmm. because it, but it actually might be good for them, but if the government's not regulated or something like that, they don't want the people to access it without them being in control. Right. Which mm-hmm. is 
really sad. But right. it, and this this has been around like since the eighteen hundred. Like there's in this article too in um, National Geographic. There's the history of these doctors that have been researching this, and you know, in some small rats and just mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. how these tumors and stuff disappear. And again, it's a rat, it's not human. They're starting to do more stuff like that. But what the possibility of this? I can't believe that wasn't enough to explore. It's mm-hmm. been taboo even to research it. Right. Which is crazy to me right. because anything else that comes out, I feel like people will spend the time, yeah. like how much money is being spent on cancer research. Right. But yet there's mm-hmm. this thing that like, no, we're not going to research that one. Right. And that one might actually help. Right. And because it's illegal, you know, in most places. It's it's hard. And I think, yeah. you know, hopefully, hopefully with... Um, high profits and more conversations about it, you know, this will open up and, and yeah. allow people to do the research that they need because, you know, right now there are no actual medical facts about there. Like, there's very, it's very esoteric. You know, there's not been a lot of published studies outside of a handful of medical journals and most of them actually were made overseas. There's, yeah, there's, there's quite a bit if you yeah. do the research. Yeah, yeah but there's enough to, but, I mean, there's no like, but, okay, if you're using cannabis oil in a six year old 20 yeah, years from now, what's going to happen? But sure. Yeah, but, but there's no like real hard line trials and studies. I mean, it's and it's only been in the last couple of years there's been really great research done. Right, and I think, too, what, what happens with that, it's like, even if there was, mm-hmm. I mean, no matter... Each human being is made up so differently yeah. that things could affect people slightly different anyways. Yeah. Absolutely. So I feel like... But yeah, but I mean... But, but you I know. feel like, again, and bringing it, tying it mm-hmm. back to high profits, this is a program that I feel like will encourage and propel that conversation and that research mm-hmm. because it's going to get to a point where they're good, people are going to be forced right. to yeah. do this because then they're going to be left behind. Right. And I'm super pumped that CNN decided to mm-hmm. do a show like this. It's something great to talk about. And uh, I'm just yeah, happy to be yeah. part of a conversation that might educate people. Mm-hmm. Great. Anything else before we uh, wrap this up? No, I'm pretty good. Yeah, anything yeah, else you want to add about CNN? Any yeah. plugs? Any no. other shows you're working on? We have a lot of shows. The what? 70s premieres next week, which is <laughs> awesome. Um, it's eight episodes premieres next Thursday, the 11th. Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, that's still in its season yes. five premieres on Sundays. Um, we got we got a lot of original series, and it's it's going to be a great next couple of months. So please tune in. We will. I think we should cover it like the '70s show. I yeah, think we that'd should be cover another original love it. series. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, you have to come back though. No problem. Okay. And again, guys, thank you so so much for watching. I believe next week, Patrick. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. how you spell Candelas? Candelas. Yes. I didn't want to, you know, burn <laughs> his last name. He's going to be calling into our show. He lives in Texas, but he was super excited about it. He's one of the co-executive producers yes. and the showrunner of the this man. show. Nice. So, and again, like, correct me if I'm wrong, the showrunner, it was kind of, he kind of came to you guys with the concept. Like, how does that work? So, sure, the producers found Brian and Caitlin, and then came, and then they were pitching them and, and the series itself to us. And we okay. said, all right, let's do it. And then we were able to fund them and said, go out and shoot. Um, Got it. Yeah, but Pat was on the ground shooting the whole time. He knows <sighs> every detail you oh, could nice. ever want to know. So, God, he's going to be a great interview. Oh, You're he's going to be fun. in Austin. We're totally following yeah, you yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right, that might happen. <laughs> I think, I, I think we should go. Uh, yeah, you'll just. I can't. I. I oh, you I can't. Know. It's my boyfriend's Anybody birthday. Anybody want to go? Awesome. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, until next next week, we're gonna be doing episode four. We're gonna have Patrick yes. calling in. Where can the people find mm-hmm. you or keep up with your projects? Um, on CNN.com. You can okay. go there and all the original series are listed there. And yes, absolutely. And okay. get that CNN Go app. It is. It's it amazing. Is, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. It's so yeah. helpful, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. super yeah, helpful. Cool. Um, and Meredith, where can the people find you until uh, next week? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at mplaco. 
Right, and you guys can find me on all the social media platforms at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. Please tweet me. Keep this conversation going. It's something we need to be talking about, and we appreciate you guys watching. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 